Yo, yo, check this out. Check this out. Previously heard. Previously heard. Good Hope FM. Let's go. It's time for All Things Money Matters and today we're going to be talking about life insurance and how to stay covered in a very sluggish economy. Here to tell us more is Consumer Education Specialist at Hollard Life Solutions, Ruben Uestazen. Welcome to Good Hope, uh, Ruben. Good morning, Leanne. Thank you for having me and good morning to all your listeners. It's so good to be chatting to you today. Life insurance, such a, an important topic uh, that we're discussing today. Um, tell us, let's maybe just get into some of the misconceptions around life cover, Ruben. Absolutely. You know, I think a, a key misconception that very often consumers have when it comes to life insurance and life cover is that the only thing that you can ultimately cover is life. And that's not the case. Yeah. Where life cover actually consists of being able to insure one's life and ultimately one's income against sort of losing one's life for life cover as well as severe illness and disability cover. And I think part of that thing means that plenty of times we believe that life cover is really only for individuals with extended family members mm. and perhaps a number of dependents. Yeah. When at the end of the day, a key benefit that, for example, disability and critical illness cover provides is the income protection benefit where, where you as an individual, even without any dependence, to lose your income or your ability to work, that's where that would be a claimable, a claimable event. And that's where that big benefit would necessarily jump in in providing for you and not just for beneficiaries. So when it comes to the importance of life cover, especially in the context of a very sluggish economy, why is it important for consumers to remain insured, uh, especially with the economy that we have right now? Absolutely, absolutely. Great question. And I think we we can't be unaware that very often, myself included, we view insurance as a grudge purchase. And, you know, I think the reality is in the world of sort of raised interest and, and you know, rising municipal rates, etc. often we look at that correct purchase and go, this is the first thing I'm going to get rid of in my budget. But the reality is, is insurance provides you that peace of mind. And life cover and sort of all the benefits that you could associate with it is ultimately about providing a benefit. Were you no longer to be able to work or were you to lose one's life, your life? Mm-hmm. And the reality is that in getting rid of that peace of mind, getting rid of that sort of cover, and you have a real potential of it's in a sluggish economy. It is an yeah. even more challenging often to recover. So were you to, for example, suffer damage to your, your home or to sort of lose an income, etc., and it's even more challenging to recover. So it's really about maintaining that peace of mind, even though it might feel like it's a grudge purchase and even though it might feel like yeah. it's much, that much more challenging in this economy. Uh, I was reading some statistics that said that according to uh, the Financial Sector Conduct Authority, uh, Authority's 2022 Financial Sector Outlook study, that only 10% of South African consumers had life cover in 2021. Um, there seems to be a lack of understanding of life cover and the kind of perceived complexities around it. What do you think, Ruben, are some of the most common mistakes that consumers are making when it comes to buying life insurance? Absolutely. And I think, you know, sort of, I actually recently looked at that study as well. And it also shows that the vast majority of when we look at the sort of long-term insurance market, the, the focus is very heavily on funeral cover. And when that's generally what the South African market looks at yeah. when they look at life cover. And yeah. we realize that, you know, that funeral cover provides for a very specific need. It, it really is. It's an, a non-underwritten product, which means it's the same for everybody. It's not sort of bespoke for you as an individual. Mm. And generally, it's a much smaller amount for payout. And that really means that often 
it is really only enough to provide for just the funeral and does not wear, like life cover could with a much larger payout, provide for schooling, provide for future savings needs, provide for sort of the general maintaining of quality of life years and decades after were you to pass away and no longer be able to work. So I think there's a key misconception there in terms of which product actually best best suits my needs. And, and I think another one is that generally we as South Africans, I think we look at, at, at insurance as going, I bought it, I have it, I yeah. put it in the closet and I put it in the cupboard and I never look at it again until someone might possibly have to claim. And we don't necessarily make any changes and we don't necessarily maintain a relationship with our insurers. Yeah. And that can sometimes mean that we don't necessarily update beneficiaries, we don't update contact information with our insurers. So I think that there's one real pro tip there is to say always be intentional about managing that relationship with your insurer to make sure that you can contact them, they can contact you. And, and I think part of that then is to actually make sure that your beneficiaries are informed of your policy. And part of the FECA's work is also look to look at unclaimed benefits. And I think a real recurring issue we have in South Africa is that we have policies that are paid, the individual passes away, but then no one comes forward to claim. And that's very often the case of because they possibly might not even know that there is a policy to claim from. And so when you take out a policy, when you take out a life policy, make very sure that your beneficiaries know that yeah. there is a policy, which ensure the policy is with and how ultimately they would need to claim with something to happen to you. And then can we quickly touch on chronic illnesses and life cover? Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, I think the, the a, a big question often comes, or two big questions is one, if I have a chronic illness, am I eligible for life cover? Yeah. And, and sort of what would that look like and how is that possible? Mm-hmm. And I think the reality is somebody that has a chronic illness might potentially have had experiences or sort of heard that they might be rejected for cover. And although that is possible, that's the vast minority of cases because if you have a, a pre-diagnosed condition, what is more than likely going to happen is ensure my recommend, listen, instead of taking something that is non-underwritten or semi-underwritten, let's do a bespoke policy for just yourself where they consider very specific exclusions, very specific conditions for yourself. This is health and sort of your, your hobbies and activities, your age, smoker status, etc. It's to go through all those medical tests. And then they would possibly be able to offer you a, a solution, a product, although it might be slightly different than what you initially expected, or it might be a case of sort of adding to your premium a bit of a loading to make sure that sort of your risk is maintained. Because ultimately, the underwriting process is really the insurer sort of understanding the risk that they would be taking on in the providing you life cover. So, you know, that's also where things like disability, critical illness cover comes in. Because lots of times people feel that, you know, if I've taken out life cover and I develop a condition, would I then be excluded? And that's not the case. Because once that covers in, in effect, even if later in life something were then to come up that you did not know of, you're not aware of, you and your insurer, that would both that would still remain as part of your cover. So you would still be included for that. Yeah. So, you know, generally when we have this conversation, I always say to people, you know, if you're younger, if you're healthier, and that's the perfect opportunity to take out life cover, ironically, when you're not thinking about it. Exactly. You know, when you're young, you're healthy, you're fit, you don't <laughs> yeah, think about it. Yeah. But that's actually the best time because you have such a cost benefit. Mm. Beautiful. Ruben, you are such a, a great resource and I wish that we could continue talking for just like hours and hours. Uh, but any final <laughs> words on the importance of life insurance? Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I, I really would encourage your listeners to always be very intentional about making sure that their needs are ultimately taken yeah. care of. 
I think really when we look at all insurance, life insurance included, it's really it's about that peace of mind. And then I would encourage listeners to look at resources like streetwisefinance.co.za, mm. to look at smartaboutmoney.co.za, to find really helpful articles and resources to kind of engage with their insurance products and ultimately with their needs to make sure that it, it, they are completely covered and that, that these products are structured as best as possible yeah. to ensure that they and their loved ones, where anything to happen, are taken care of. Beautiful stuff. Thank you so much, Ruben. Hopefully we can chat to you again. I mean, money matters is such an important topic. And uh, this is definitely something that I think we can actually broaden out a lot more. So hopefully we can chat again over the next few weeks. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. There we go. Ruben Wistazen, who's a consumer education specialist. And this morning we were talking about everything that we to, we need to know about life insurance and uh, life insurance rather, and how to stay covered in a very sluggish economy. It's all you need.